Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. The party's on. The feeling's here. They only come this time of year. This is... When we first met about this, I think I sent him a text. The next day I was at Vans uh, on the Bayou and... Uh, my two-year-old at the time was playing on the sand down by the water and someone walked up about three feet behind her and lit a cigarette and then buried the butt in the sand right next to her. So that was, uh, we, we that, that was for me, you know, this is a special event, but I don't think this is part of the area where people are. So um, that, that really kind of pushed me to want to push this forward even more. That was Casey Jones, city council president last night, or not city council president, uh, but uh, the sponsor of the item last night, explaining why he thought that we should ban cigarette smoke or you know filtered cigars, everything that we're allowed to uh, in terms of smoking, vaping at any of the public parks in the city of Pensacola. And what you have there is an example of you know rude behavior, and a legislator took it personally, and among other things, led to this motion. Now he also. Also says, look, this is, does not take away people's freedom or, you know, people say it takes away people's freedom, but really it's about protecting people like the elderly, the young kids, those who are sensitive to the smoke. What was interesting in the conversation last night is that it really wasn't Casey who was the champion of this measure. It turned out to be Charles Bear, former city councilman, now back as the at-large city councilman. He represents district. Sorry, he was formerly at-large. Now he's back as the city council too, taking over for Sherry Myers. Here's how he began his comments. Uh, councilman Bear. Thank you, Mr. President, and uh, I do agree, and I know they'll upset uh, Andrew McKay because I think he said that I was going to vote uh, against this. But I proposed a very similar ordinance back in 2013, <clears throat> but at the time we were preempted. Uh, it had not stopped some other cities. I took my language directly from the city of Parkland back then. They had gone ahead and passed one even though it was preempted by the state. Not upset, just disappointed in myself for predicting wrong. I did predict. I wasn't sure. I, I did a prediction yesterday where I said they could vote this down or they could vote six to one. I, you know, I could go either way. And a lot of these uh, uh, city council members, I thought Charles might vote for freedom over, you know, restricting people smoking. But no, he has a very deep personal reasons why he hates this. You know, my mother died of lung cancer. She, I grew up in a house with a smoker and lived with that stigma. You know, I always smelled like smoke. I had sinus infections constantly. And, you know, my mother's lung cancer spread to her brain. They operated on it, were not able to get it all, came back with a vengeance. I still remember sitting in Five Sisters uh, with her in the final weeks of her life. And she ate and she was eating like a child because her brain <clears throat> was so affected from the cancer that she wasn't able to even eat normally and that always sticks with me i can understand why somebody who goes through that experience would take every opportunity to try to restrict people from smoking i don't think that's the right decision but i understand why somebody would i mean completely and yet does that connect to outdoor spaces at a park secondhand smoke i I don't see that connection but you know, I understand why somebody who's gone through that kind of a trauma would would react that way and why they would think I'm doing good service for the victims of secondhand smoking, even though, again, outdoor at a park is barely secondhand smoke compared to like inside a house if your if your mom smokes. Um, and I understand, you know, the smelling like it and the visceral reaction to it. And he even says, My, I have three boys. We used to go park hopping. <clears throat> So we'd go from park to park in East Hill, and we had criteria as to when you would leave a park. And some of those had to deal with the number of kids that were unsupervised, because they always caused problems. 
<clears throat> but one of them was people that would smoke that were on near the equipment that what would always happen somebody would be smoking and pushing their kid on the swing you know and i'm just like okay you're constantly moving and your smoke is wafting over towards us and i just don't think that's right and the smell of it and the just the inconvenience of it and all that now so he's obviously an adamant yes on banning it casey jones also an adamant yes on banning it the question was what about the other five well jared moore wasn't there so it's the other four delarian wiggins who works in law enforcement my question is how how would how would we enforce this at that's the question. Do they just call law enforcement, or what's the process? This is Kareth Fiddler, as far as city administrator. And I, I can have Ms. Miller come up if, if necessary, but my understanding would be, you know, if, if no different than how we enforce some of our other ordinances or codes, you know, uh, someone would call. We would probably get a code enforcement out, officer out there, and, and typically we would go out there in most cases and educate the, the public, the person. Um, we're not out here just to find people right off the bat. So it's not meant to be PPD, at least not his first response. It's meant to be code enforcement. And there's even there was some recognition last night that this is probably going to be largely unenforceable or very, very difficult to enforce. But, of course, people still do obey laws, even when they know they're not going to get punished for them. Not always, not 100%, but there's some obedience. Charles Bear again. There are lots of laws in the books that we don't enforce. At the same time I was trying to do this, we did actually pass a law that related to speeding. We changed the speed limit in city parks, and that has never been enforced. I think we said it like 12 and a half miles an hour or something crazy, so it would be very obvious. It's never been posted, never been enforced. But this gives a tool for law enforcement to, to take care of things. We, yeah, and so I, you know, that's it's true, okay. Uh, and I didn't know the speed limit in the parks was, you know, twelve and a half miles an hour. Again, like you said, not enforced whatsoever. There's also a um, kind of a public safety component beyond the health issue involved. I'll mention that in a second. Before we do that, let's get Candy in here with traffic on the fives. Watching a one accident, uh, another accident, but again, it's been cleared and moved out of the way. It's Loop Road, and this just this is just west of Blue Angel Parkway. It's a hit and run crash. If you have traffic tips, text four three seven sixteen twenty News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to the other safety concerns. I had forgotten about this, but Charles Bear mentioned that you know we know that there was a park that was that caught fire because we believe I don't know if it's been proven that someone was smoking and tossed a cigarette into the flammable. Uh, I guess the whatever the, the base was, was mulch or whatever, and burn the park equipment. So there is some danger in addition to the inhalation of smoke and, and vaping uh, that, that can happen, especially when it's dry for long periods of time. Again, how much of a concern is that based on the one incident? Uh, you know, maybe too much of a generalization, but a fair concern. I mean, certainly the, the safety of the equipment as well. So then you basically, Charles Bear, what he decided was, and Allison Patton made a very good point. Uh, you know, she's an attorney, and she said, look, large gatherings, you know, which was part of the exemption when you have a paid event or a, a permitted event uh, that we would exempt it then. She's like, aren't the same issues true then when people are wandering around and catching other people's smoke, and why would we exempt that? The Osceola one, they decided to, um, that it's... It's kind of a weird technical thing. They took it off the exemptions, but it is still exempt. You can still smoke at Osceola because it's not within city boundaries. It's not within um, the municipal limits of the city, and so that's not going to be part of this. But they did get rid of all the other exceptions, the exception for like a permanent event or at the pavilion that you rent or that kind of thing. They took all of that off. The um, cigars are still allowed, but that's because the state has not allowed us to ban cigars. They are preempted by the state, so that's not an issue. So in the end, they basically banned everything at only the city parks, not at Osceola, and uh, the cigars are still allowed. There is a second reading to come. 
So this will have to be uh, you know, validated again. It's not in place now. But there is kind of a weird thing that happened last night because the vote. Remember I said, you know, the, this thing could fail. It could fail 6-1. to one. It could pass 7-0. to zero. I really am not sure. But in the end, they took the vote, and it was 4-2. to two. Again, Jared Moore was not there. But you had Allison Patton and Tenya Day Broughton, who both uh, voted against the ban. But there was a lot of confusion around some of the amendments and that the amendment was to undo an exemption. What did that? I mean, it was honestly, it was a very confusing conversation to follow. So I understand why people might have gotten this wrong, including why Allison Patton actually got it wrong. And to her credit, came back at the end of the meeting and admitted it. So um, as the mayor pointed out, there is a learning curve here for new folks. And um, what I realized was, as it relates to item 5622, I didn't realize what the last amended motion <laughs> was actually um, about. I, and so I would like to reconsider my vote. I meant to vote yes to ban smoking in parks, but I thought we were voting on something. I thought we were voting on whether to amend versus actually which one to adopt. So I apologize. It's my inability to quickly follow these things being brand new to council. And um, I actually would vote yes to to that. So it's uh, I could leave it at no. It's embarrassing, but I I would prefer <laughs> my vote be uh, tabulated correctly. So it should have been a yes. I can't tell you how many times I'm watching these meetings and I have trouble following where they are on the amendment, on which version of the amendment are they back on the original bill. It's this is its own special language from hell <laughs> to try to track these kinds of changes. So I'm not surprised somebody misunderstood and kudos to her again for admitting it and being willing to take the embarrassment of saying, you know, I got this wrong. But then to go back and do the vote. And here's what's fascinating. Remember, I told you that Tenny Day brought and, and she had voted against it in the original. You know, it was four to two. Well, when they came back and did the vote, please vote. Four to two became six to zero. Motion passes. I may as well. <laughs> Most, <laughs> motion passes six zero. Yeah. That's hilarious. Right. Thing, yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, it is. <laughs> so it wasn't just Allison Patton that had gotten her vote wrong. And so I guess Tanya Day wouldn't have changed it if. You know, they just would have let it go and, you know, no big deal, whatever. Again, it's going to come back for a second reading. Uh, so this is not a, a totally done deal, but I, I think it's likely to pass again in the future. So it was, in fact, a unanimous vote in the end. But you would have had to watch. And I was really I, did, I was going to quit watching after that item was done. And for whatever reason, I thought, oh, wait till the end. They're going to have council communications. I might catch something interesting there. And there were actually interesting things. I'll talk about that on Monday. But um, I caught this. I'm like, oh. Well, we got to make sure to report this, right? Because it's it's easy to not catch all of this if you didn't watch very closely every minute of the meeting. 720 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hey, guys, I'm Nicole Stacy. There are more things to do in our area than you can even imagine. So who better to share the adventure of the Pensacola experience than the team at Visit Pensacola? Share with us your experience by using the hashtag ExperiencePicola. Go to VisitPensacola.com and listen in Friday at 930 on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. 
Hey, if you are in the military and you're going to be changing station or you know somebody who is, which means everybody, uh, here's what I want you to do. Call Christine Leavenworth. You're thinking about selling your home. Maybe you know somebody's moving here from somewhere else. They need to buy a home. She does that too. She has helped hundreds of people with their military home sale or purchase options and figuring out what's the right thing for you. And because of all that experience, I mean, she gets the stress. She gets the time. And she gets the all the little weird wrinkles that apply to you because you're in the military. And she's worked with folks like you before. So she's learned a ton in this process. So she has all kinds of tips that you really only get from experience and you get from her. She's got a free deep cleaning for all the military clients. In fact, that's part of a larger VIP military program that you want to be a part of. So if you're in the military, thinking about selling your house, or maybe you know somebody who's coming here and needs help buying one, 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth at Levin Rinky Realty. Hi, guys. If you find yourself in a divorce or you know that one is coming, you're likely stressed about your kids, your finances, and what your future is going to look like when the divorce is over. You're going to need help with this, and I'm here to do that. Whatever you're facing, I can help you get through it. I specialize in helping guys just like you get through difficult divorces. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and trust me, I can help you through this. Just look me up on social media or on the web. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and I'm here to help. Pensacola, Florida. Fall is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, cool weather color, and of course, winter vegetables. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line. Every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, do catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Hi, this is Andrew McKay, and I wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of dirty words. We watch the children play. Is this the pumpkins? It is. Nice catch. Never heard this. I didn't know he had a heart. He's got such a distinctive voice, right? I didn't yeah, know he had a heart. He is mean. Well, it's two sizes too small, but he does sing well. True. Seven twenty-four here on News Radio ninety-two-three. Good morning, I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Um, again, just on this smoking thing, it's kind of I said this a couple times, but still, I, I would have voted no. Okay, because I think that even though it's annoying, I didn't, I wouldn't want to impose on people's freedom in the outdoor areas like that. But I'm not going to put up a big stink over this because I mean I'm glad for the outcome. I prefer parks where there's nobody smoking. You know, it's one of those, like, how strongly do I want to defend other people's freedom? Well, I'm enough enough to say it on the radio a couple of times, and then we'll move on. You had you know? a call that somebody said, like, most what everybody picks up are cigarette butts. And yeah. You know. And I've done that for Ocean Hour, and I will sure. tell you, you just, you will, you know, your arms will fall off trying to pick up all the cigarette butts in right? the area, of yeah. course, which is a problem. Bunch of pigs. You know, and no, that's true. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to smoke is. a cigarette, at least put the butt inside your own car instead of- Now you're going to break two laws. That's exactly. Littering <laughs> is a law, too. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David- 
A federal judge's ruling won't let the Biden administration end uh, former President Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Of course, President Biden wanted to repeal that policy when he took office. Texas and Missouri took legal action. In June, the Supreme Court ruled against Texas and Missouri uh, and uh, returned the the case to lower courts. And yesterday, a federal judge ruled that the state of Texas did meet all the requirements to issue that preliminary injunction. Russia's foreign ministry says if the U.S. were to provide Ukraine a Patriot surface-to-air missile defense system... It would be another provocative move by the U.S. Air Force General Patrick Ryder says he finds it ironic that officials from a country that attacked their neighbor would use words like provocative to describe defensive systems. And the sequel to the highest grossing movie of all time, uh, reportedly doing pretty good at the box office, Deadline.com says uh, Avatar, The Way of the Water is uh, on its way to pulling in $17 million in its first night from showings that began on Thursday. Very good. We'll talk about that with Julio coming up in about a half wow. hour. Yeah, so. I bet he liked it. I, well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah, see. That's right. that's that's what we, you know. That's what we'll find out. Uh, Candy Cullerton's got traffic on the five. Uh, good news is we're not showing many uh, slowdowns or delays. We are watching a hit and run crash. This is North Loop Road, and this is just west of Blue Angel Parkway. So caution there, a hit and run crash, but it looks like it has been moved off to the side. Traffic tips: four three seven sixteen twenty. News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Hey, if you've got any kind of a plumbing need in your home, you've got a leak, you got a drip, you got a weird sound in the wall. You know the. Broader pressure is bad. The water temperature is not good enough. Or, you know, you just really are tired of looking at that little uh, old sour cream container underneath the, the toilet. Because, I mean, you know, you know you've done it. You've done it. You're better than that. Please be better than that. 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. Call them. It's by the job, not by the time it takes. 477-8782. Now's your chance, Pensacola. Open enrollment has started, and this year, sign up for a health plan that offers reliable care at an affordable cost with Florida Blue. Call 850-202-4150. Every lifestyle is unique, and the term affordable is different for everyone. That's why Florida Blue has over 200 plan options to fit a variety of budgets and health care needs. Explore plans with low or no deductibles, $0 in-person and virtual visits, and doctors with extended office hours. Plus, you may qualify for lower monthly payments after financial assistance. Let enrollment be stress-free. At no cost to you, an exclusive agent with Florida Blue Center will make your shopping journey simple and help you quickly find the right Florida Blue plan. Learn about your options. Call 850-202-4150 or come by your local Florida Blue Center at the corner of 9th Avenue and Airport Boulevard, Pensacola. Individual exchange plans only if you qualify. Policies have limitations and exclusions. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Ladies, ready to make an impact on our community? Impact 100 Pensacola Bay Area has awarded over $15 million to deserving nonprofit organizations since 2004. All women at least 18 years old are welcome and invited to join. If you are interested in joining, please attend one of our upcoming Meet and Mingle events. For details, visit impact100pensacola.org. News Radio 92.3. Dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, dependable. Enough. 
troublesome. For a security guard? Eh, sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? Yes! Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Oh, he warbles with the best of them. 729 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Uh, the House has passed a bill to what they say is to decolonize Puerto Rico, which, <laughs> you know, the idea is uh, that you would move to a situation where Puerto Rico would be able to vote for its own ability to either become a state or to become its a couple of other options in here. And uh, this is not going to go anywhere in the Senate. So uh, don't worry, this is not going to be happening. But still, you know, 233 to 191 with a couple of Republicans. And uh, it would be either to let Congress accept Puerto Rico as the 51st state, Democrat dream outcome to put two Democrats in the Senate and push over the top for that. Um, they could choose outright independence. They could choose independence with free association, uh, terms defined by negotiations over foreign affairs, uh, U.S. citizenship, and the use of the U.S. dollar. So options would be available. But again, I tell you, this is going nowhere in the Senate. So it's all just for show. News. I'm Chris Foster. A new Fox poll shows most Americans do not want to see a rematch in the 2024 presidential election. Most voters do not want former President Trump or current President Joe Biden to run again in 2024. But when narrowed down by party, 63% of Democrats want Biden to run. 66% of Republicans are glad Trump is running again. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Ukraine's military reports shooting down 60 of 72 missiles fired by Russia today. At least two deaths, though, are reported in Kyiv, and a lot of power and water service is knocked out. NASA's new water monitoring satellite was sent into space this morning. It's meant to help forecast weather and predict climate change. It's going to be the mission that for the first time ever, we're measuring surface water around the world. Freshwater sources, saltwater sources, how they ebb and flow and, and move in between each other. That's NASA's Sandra Conley. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 News Radio 92.3. It's 45 degrees, mostly sunny in Pensacola right now. I'm David Wayne. The first reading of an ordinance to ban smoking and vaping in city parks has been approved by the city council. Now, that did pass unanimously last night. Councilmember Charles Baer says, in addition to health risks for people at the parks, uh, smoking can also pose a danger to park property. You know, we know that there was a park that was that caught fire because we believe, I don't know if it's been proven, that someone was smoking and tossed a cigarette into the flammable, uh, I guess, the whatever the, the base was, was mulch or whatever, and burned the park equipment. So there is some danger in addition to the inhalation of smoke and, and vaping uh, that, that can happen, especially when it's dry for long periods of time. And that park suffered substantial damage earlier this year. The ordinance was approved. Exemptions for special permitted events were removed last night. The only exemption uh, for that ordinance is for unfiltered cigars, and that's preempted at the state state level. The ordinance going up for a second vote at a future council meeting. A former sheriff's deputy from Tennessee was in the right place at the right time yesterday. That place was Walmart on Mobile Highway. Jordan Poole was shopping for Christmas ornaments. He says he came across an unresponsive man face down on the floor. He immediately knew the man had overdosed on fentanyl, jumped into action, ran to the pharmacy, and found Narcan. This is the first time I've never been in a uniform and administered Narcan. It was just it's one of those things when it happens, you, know, you have to act. 
Fentanyl overdoses, of course, have become a huge issue here in Escambia County. Emergency management says there have been almost 2,000 overdoses this year. We're one of nine counties launching a new state-funded program to fight overdoses. Right now, there's no word on the man's condition, but he was taken to a hospital after he was revived. 85 area scene... Senior high school football players taking to the field one more time tonight for the Pensacola Sports High School All-Star Game. That'll be taking place tonight at Booker T. Washington High School. The game will feature players from Escambia, Santa Rosa, and Okaloosa County programs. Uh, The East roster is being coached by Pine Forest's Ronnie Douglas, while Niceville head coach Grant Thompson is leading the west side. And uh, tickets are available, $10 for adults, $5 for students. The Council on Aging of West Florida looking for the community's help. They say they need space heaters to hand out to seniors uh, who need need to warm up from these uh, colder temperatures. As soon as the forecasts for low temperatures start going out over the airwaves, we will begin getting calls. And during those times, it's not unusual for us to give away, you know, 15 to 20 heaters a day. That is CEO Josh Newby. He tells Channel 3 at any given time they prefer if they can have 25 or 30 space heaters on hand. And uh, they say they can only give out new electric space heaters if you'd like to donate. Uh, they are not able to accept used uh, used electric heaters or propane heaters either. A community food drive food distribution event open to Santa Rosa County residents next week. That's going to happen uh, on Wednesday, December 21st from 2 to 6 p.m. in the afternoon at the County Emergency Operations Center. And that's over at 4499 Pine Forest Road in Milton. Uh, volunteers will be distributing over 10,000 pounds of food. And all of that's available on a first come, first serve basis. The event open to Santa Rosa County residents only. 735 at News Radio 923. And Candy's got a look at our traffic on the fives. That's right. This is brought to you by International Paper, and we're watching one accident. It's Loop Road, and this is just west of Blue Angel Parkway, but it looks like it has been moved off to the side. Traffic uh, on the fives is brought to you by International Paper, wishing you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from International Paper. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's going to be a beautiful and sunny day out there today with temperatures much cooler. Highs near 62 degrees with temperatures over overnight dropping near 45. Beautiful weather continues into the weekend for Saturday. Mostly cloudy skies with a few peaks of sunshine high near 59 degrees. Temperature Saturday night dropping into the 30s, 37 degrees for the forecast low. We're going to say chilly as you go into Sunday with highs staying in the 50s and lows of the 30s. This is for Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now it is 45 degrees with sunshine in Pensacola. It is 52 in Gulf Breeze and 40 in Milton. Our next news at 8 o'clock. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. James Cameron's long-awaited sequel to 2009's Avatar arrives in theaters this weekend, and it has critics captivated and yet exasperated. Disney's Avatar The Way of Water, which clocks in at over three hours long, is being hailed as a stunning piece of cinema, generating a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But several critics say its narrative is thin, and they're adamant that audiences should watch The Way of Water on the biggest screen possible, lauding the film for its you-won't-believe-this-is-computer 
computer-generated visuals and bombastic sound design, but the film's long runtime is a problem for many. FUBU TV, a live TV bundle streaming service, says it was the target of a criminal cyber attack Wednesday, affecting customers trying to access their subscriptions during the World Cup semifinal match between France and Morocco. Once the attack was detected, FUBU TV said it took immediate steps to contain the incident and was able to restore service by Wednesday evening. On Wall Street Futures pointing to a lower open. That's your money now. Is your home your dream home? Or does it at least have the potential to be your dream home? Maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you just need new appliances. If that's the case, you need to check out Topps Appliance in Milton. Locally owned and operated, Topps Appliance has just what you need to turn your home into your dream home. Top of the line freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, stoves, plus washer and dryer combos. Topps Appliance carries the name brands that you know and trust, including GE, Hotpoint, Speed Queen, and so much more. And they have a full installation and service department, something the big box stores just don't offer. They also keep Keep most items in stock so you can take it home today. Turn your ordinary home into your dream home with an appliance upgrade from Topps Appliance. Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. The Florida Department of Transportation will begin work in January to mill and resurface a two-and-a-half-mile segment of US-90 from west of Avalon Boulevard to east of Stewart Street in Milton. Crews will resurface the existing travel lanes, auxiliary lanes, median crossings, the park-and-ride lot, bicycle lanes, and shoulders. There will be upgrades to sidewalks and curb ramps to comply with requirements of the Americans with Disability Act. So the takeaway there is if you drive Highway 90, guess what? <laughs> it's going to become a little less fun in January as there will be lane closures and so people can be aware and, you know, just... So Highway 90 that already is um, unpleasant over the causeway because of the lane restrictions there with the work on the bridge is going to become even less fun. <laughs> well, of course, you know, farther down, obviously, in, in Milton, but still that's going to be happening uh, coming up in January. So that was Randy Jorgensen, the city council, uh, city um, administrator, city manager for the city of Milton. Uh, in the uh, Pensacola City Council meeting, we got another mention of something that D.C. Reeves had hinted at on Monday. We didn't get a chance to talk with him about it when we talked to him Wednesday, but this to me is very significant uh, right toward the end of the meeting. Remember I told you that at the end, I watched all the way to the end, which I don't always do on the first pass, but I did, and I'm glad I did because Jen Brayer was talking about some things uh, that are going to happen, and this is actually pretty significant. I'll let her explain it. Everyone who wants to travel on Langley should know that there will be two new four-way stops by the awesome. end of next week. Um, it's quite exciting that the kids will, uh, the, I don't know if you guys know, but the 
kids have stopped walking to school from the other side because it's gotten too dangerous. And now they'll have a stop sign at the school and a stop sign at Leesway. And I can't be more thankful to every single one of you for coming through and supporting this and helping. And uh, the neighborhood is grateful. So this is going to be Hibiscus and Leesway. And if you don't know Langley all that well, basically uh, one is the, the first one after the park to the east. So you're, if you're going east, you know, from 9th Avenue. And you pass the airport, and then you go through the roundabout, and Hibiscus is like the next, I think it's, I forget which one's like Leesway or Hibiscus. I think Hibiscus is the first one. Um, it's the first next main cross street. There's going to be a four-way stop there. It's now a two-way stop. The north-south stop, the east-west does not. And uh, same at the subsequent next major, semi-major intersection where there's no controls is, uh, well, there's two, there's a stop sign north and south, but there's no east and west. So those are going to become four-way stops. Now, I have requested, there's a, a study that they did on the data here for what this would mean. I, I know for me personally, and that's speaking very selfishly, I was unhappy about this because one of the great things about Langley is it's one of those great east-west routes where you don't have to stop a lot. You know, you just keep on driving and you go all the way through to Spanish Trail without having to stop. That's convenient as a driver. But as Jen Bear mentioned, you got to think about pedestrians and the pedestrians, especially the kiddos. Uh, you know, they're the ones that really they have less safety because people go driving through there. Right. But, so I will tell you, the neighborhood felt for many, many years they were unheard. And it was it was in this last couple of years that they really have been heard and they're extremely grateful. Thank you. And so also the question of, you know, to what degree will that turn Langley eastbound and westbound into a parking lot at higher volume? Because we know that stop signs are terrible for traffic management. Um, that's you know, roundabouts are always so much better if you can pull them off, but they're very expensive. You know, a couple hundred bucks for signs is easy and and, and enhanced crosswalks. The city actually just put out a, a press release about this, that they're trying to make it safer for pedestrians. That is clearly, and I talked to, uh, clearly the goal here, I talked to David Forte about this. He's the uh, assistant city manager. He's the roads guy. Used to be the roads guy, roads and projects for the county, and then became roads and projects for the city, and then moved up to the assist assistant city manager. And he said that their traffic data, which again, I haven't seen, but I trust him. He's a very very capable guy he says that their traffic uh, data and their study justifies the four-way stop and also doesn't indicate that this will be a major hiccup in east-west travel on Langley. All I know is that there are some some roads in the city and in the county too, but where you're like, man, I feel like I discovered a secret where nobody screwed it up yet. Because <laughs> a lot of times, that's you know, you put in speed bumps like on uh, Hancock by by um, uh, Brown Barge. And you're like, ah, oh, this would be a great road except for those stupid speed bumps, you know, or Sarah or something like that. But and you know, they could have done speed bumps and or speed humps or something like that, and they didn't. So anyway, that's coming uh, within the next couple of weeks. That's all going to be completed. 7.44 here on News Radio 92.3. What else do we have? Oh, the governor announced yesterday that uh, no more, well, half off tolls for a year. The way this is going to work is if you use a SunPass more than 35 times in a month, then when the bill comes the following month, every toll will be cut in half. Which is a pretty sweet deal. I mean, it's a, you know, half a billion dollars ought to get you something, and that will. Uh, now, obviously, people downstate, this is going to benefit them maybe the most because it's a lot of tolls and they're pretty expensive. The ones around here have been reduced. Obviously, finally, you know, he did reduce Garson Point to uh, 230 for SunPass holders. It won't affect you if you pay cash because you got to use it 35 times in a month. It's got to be a SunPass, right? But uh, the point is if you use SunPass, which went down from 450 to 230, that will now be a buck 15. So if you use it often enough, or if you use it and Bob Sykes, because that would also count, 
You know, if you use each of them, that's two, 35, you know, nine times each, you're, you're good, okay? So the point is, uh, sorry, not nine times, 18 times each. The point is that if you pass that 35 threshold, you get 50% off the next time, so it makes it a buck 15 for Garcon Point and 50 cents for the Bob Sykes Bridge, which means that at a certain point, right around 18 trips, uh, you're better off just using it as much as you can <laughs> to qualify for the 35. Now, whether anybody will actually do that or not remains to be seen. But just so you know, that's something that is happening. 437-1620, Candy's got traffic on the flies. At traffic on the flies brought to you by Executive Landscaping. And we're watching another accident. Now, a busy intersection, but it looks like it has been moved off to the side. It's Nine Mile and Pine Forest. Uh, but it looks like you'll be able to get around. Certainly watch for emergency vehicles. Executive Landscaping, big enough to get the job done, small enough to care. Call Two five zero three seven five six for no hassle estimate. Traffic tips. Text four three seven sixteen twenty. News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Hey, speaking of all these traffic things, if you need a way to get around in traffic or through those stop signs, listen. Frontier Motors obviously a great place to buy good quality used cars, but also a great place to sell good quality used cars because if you think about it right they sell about 150 200 a month they have to replenish about 150 to 200 a month now they get them from auctions and they get them from you know lease programs and they get them from you individuals who have a car that you're going to upgrade and it's a year two three years old good miles good condition all of that instead of going through whatever your process was going to be and the time and the inconvenience and the can I trust this person to bring my car back when I let them test drive you know all that kind of stuff uh, listen just go to frontier and sell your car 15 minutes pretty easy so you take it in they give you a quote if you like it good if you don't and you think you can do better they'll consignment sell it for you so you get a little bit better price might take a little bit longer but hey that's your choice whatever you want to do no problem frontier motors a great place to buy and sell good quality used cars for more than 25 years in pensacola right behind that big buffalo on beverly parkway be sure to tell them andrew mckay says hi Join Mainstay Financial Group Monday morning at 9 on News Radio 92.3 for the Pensacola Expert Panel, Winning with Mainstay, with host Bob Burgey. Don't let life get away from you without educating yourself about your money and retirement. Knowledge will help you achieve your vision for the future. Bob will be taking your calls and answering questions. That's Monday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. This is Dr. McKnight with Center for Sight wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. This is Ashley Saba with Buffalo Rock Pepsi wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. This is Elizabeth with Bobby Likas Auto Service wishing you happy holidays to you and your family from ours. And happy holidays from our locally owned family of stations. 99.1 FM, 1330 AM, ESPN Pensacola. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 and Cat Country 98.7.
Dependable and local news and talk with Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay in the morning. Oh, yeah, I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Joining us every Thursday at this Followed time. by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr. Good morning. Good morning. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. 850-437. Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey. Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi. Right, your top three stories here on Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi. Rush you. And Lars Larson. Only on News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. Then he got an idea, an awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. Was it to sell NFTs? <laughs> Upon its lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. The only reason the Grinch didn't do it is because he didn't think of it. 749 on News Radio. Dude, bad, bad. That's okay. Right, that's right. Oh, man. 437-1620. That's my phone number. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? And good morning, guys. Uh, SpaceX could break a record today with back-to-back launches at Cape Canaveral, the private rocket company planning to do a couple of launches from two different launch pads within 35 minutes of each other. Uh, So like bottle rockets when we were kids. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah, kids. I mean, when we were last year. One of those launches will be uh, carrying Starlink satellites into orbit, the other carrying a couple of communication satellites. Apparently, Elon Musk may have hung up on a group of journalists that were having a live Twitter conversation about being pulled off of the platform. It was uh, earlier this week. The Twitter CEO banned an account that posted movements of his private jet. Thursday, Twitter gave a seven-day suspension to accounts of several journalists that covered the story on that including reporters from CNN, The Washington Post, and The New York Times. Yeah, and and my understanding about this is his claim is that those reporters, because they linked to the Twitter account that tracks his plane based on publicly available flight information, that that endangered his kid. Like, his kid, uh, somebody tried to mess with his kid at one point. He's like, that's it, I don't care how, you know, I'm for transparency, but you don't get to reveal people's information in real time anymore. Took down that account. That's remember the kid had said he would sell the account to Elon and not do it anymore. Oh yeah, um, this is a long-standing thing. Um, but you know, he took down that account and took down these these um, journalist accounts because they linked to that account right. and said, "You spread the information that may have made it possible to do this." Bye bye. Well, and given how unhinged a lot of people are about his takeover of Twitter, that's actually a very valid concern. And and everything around that, like doxing and showing where people are in real time, all of that stuff. Those are, I mean, those are legitimate security concerns. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, David. Sorry. Uh, and to build a ban, TikTok is now before Congress that passed the Senate recently. TikTok should be banned, and uh, anybody who has an app for TikTok on their on their cell phone or on their computer should erase it. Uh, Senator John Corn from Texas, he says, you just can't trust the Chinese Communist Party with Americans' data. And apparently there was also a new report that came out this week showing TikTok is uh, full of posts encouraging self-harm and eating disorders. Well, I would put nothing past TikTok. Anything could be on there. All the stupid things that... Dude, you know, that's how you learn risk. how to do the WAP, the walk, <laughs> all of the dances. I don't think you can call it that. It's a dance. I don't think you can call it <laughs> Oh, we don't care about Italian-Americans anymore? Oh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Brent doesn't like that word, but he knows it's a dance. That's right. David, thanks so much for the update. 752 on News Radio 923. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we good now? I, I did that by mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. I love you. Anyway, uh, 752 here on News Radio 92.3. A couple of updates from the world of gun regulation that are kind of interesting. You may not have been tracking this, but Oregon has recently been in the midst of a major debate about a gun law that was barely passed in the state. And I used to live in Oregon, so I speak to this a little bit. Oregon is very much a Western state, very much a freedom-loving state. And I know they're very socialist in a lot of ways, but they're also very, like, pro-gun. You know, open carry. You can open carry in Oregon. Which I know surprised a lot of people because you're like, isn't that just Seattle South? No, I mean, not really. Um, so anyway, they passed a law called the Violence, uh, the Reduction of Gun Violence Act, narrowly passed 50.7, and that passed enough. And so now there's all kinds of restrictions on buying a gun. You have to have a permit. Like Illinois has the FOID card, the uh, firearm owner ID card. Uh, in Oregon, you now have to get a permit, take a safety course, pay a $65 fee, submit a photo ID, be fingerprinted, pass a background check, okay, that, which is very much like Illinois, okay? It's just, it's a very much a massive restriction compared to how Oregon was, which was buy anything you want. I don't even think they had waiting periods on anything and open carry if you want to. It was very common. Like you think of Arizona as being open carry. No, open carry in Oregon for sure. Anyway, um, they also banned magazines that hold 10 rounds or more. Although I think the ban doesn't cover pre-existing as long as you don't try to sell it to somebody else. But I have to go back and look at the language. Anyway, it's a very comprehensive ban that they put in. But it's been litigated. And the like the sheriffs are the ones who are supposed to be overseeing the giving of the what I'd call the Floyd card, but the Oregon ID card. Um, the I guess it's still the food card. <laughs> Firearm owners. Anyway, the point is. That the sheriffs say they don't have the infrastructure to do this. They're, they're just not equipped with the personnel and the time. And some sheriffs are saying, I'm just not going to enforce this at all, which, you know, understandable, although that puts them at odds with the constitution of their state, which is, you know, not a good thing. So, anyway, that's kind of what's going on in Oregon. That's one piece of the puzzle. In fact, I was going to tell you, one of the part about that in terms of the uh, the specifics of the law that I was going to let you know about, but it doesn't much matter. We'll, we'll keep track of that as it gets uh, passed. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what it was. Um, yes, you can only p- possess the high-capacity rounds like in your own home or for use at a firing range or and only if you own them before it was actually passed. The other one, and this is at the proposal stage, but this is one of those, what? <laughs> this is really the kind of law where I thought, are you serious? House Democrats this week put forward legislation that would establish a federally controlled list of people who, are you ready for this, voluntarily agree to have their names on a do not gun list so they cannot buy guns. So this is not like red flag laws. This is people saying, I don't think I should be trusted with a gun. Please block me from buying guns like a self do not fly for guns list. Yeah, I'm serious. The House Judiciary Committee uh, approved the bill, party line vote, and uh, basically, you know, people are asking, what? Like Jim Jordan, do we really need a federal statute to permit a person to volunteer to give up their fundamental liberties? And I, I frankly, I don't know whether this would sustain a, a legal challenge anyway, because it's not clear that you can voluntarily rescind your constitutional rights. I'm that's that's a weird position to take legally, but um, you know, basically. If you give it up, can you then, and there is a provision where you could get it back later if you decide that you have later on become safe to purchase a gun. Um, but just it's the weirdest law I think I've ever seen proposed 
in the realm of gun rights. And that's one the Democrats have advanced in Congress, whether it goes anywhere, I think probably not at all in the Senate. Uh, but just kind of, you know, keep your ears open that that's one of those things that's going on. 7.56 on News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic on the five. And uh, watching I-10 uh, slow near exit seven. There was a backup earlier, just moving very, very slow now. And uh, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs, ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Hi, I'm Steve Taylor, and I usually hang out in the newsroom at News Radio 92.3. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a happy New Year. What is your name? Chris Kringle. Where do you live? That's what this hearing will decide. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, so we had uh, some funding. We well, yeah, everything was grant funded. Uh, so uh, the funding has gone through. Ward International had to go through and replace two of their, well, one of their conditioners. And by the way, Mr. Adams, I appreciate the school board working with us. We got the bus from you guys. Uh, so we had to put a little bit of work in the bus because it was one that you didn't have. It was a surplus. Eric Gilmore, Director of Public Safety in Scambia County, says the Ambu bus is coming in maybe January to February, but they've had to do some modifications to it. Uh, but we had to uh, replace the air conditioner. Uh, some component of the uh, actual chassis or the uh, engine system. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's all the war, the work is all completed with that. And they put a air suspension system in it. So the bus actually will now lower so we can get patients on stretchers and everything. So it's got a air suspension system that we can raise and lower the bus. Wait, the bus is going to be a low rider. Uh, I will pay money if he debuts it with the music. And spinners and neon lights and yeah, baby, yeah. Probably not for a bus designed to transport medical patients. Stream us at newsradio923.com. News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.